It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Tuesday, May the 3rd of 2022. Thank you for tuning in today, each and every day that you tune in, making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. Hope you're doing well on this Tuesday. A little bit of rain, a little bit of uh, cloud cover in the area today here in Columbia, Missouri. But from wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, hope it's a great day um, for, for you and hope that we can make it even better with today's discussion here on Locked on Cardinals. Got a lot to talk about. Cardinals have a two-game set with Kansas City, but I talked about yesterday treating it almost like a three-game set uh, with them playing Kansas City in St. Louis yesterday. But regardless of how, how you want to look at it, they have a chance to sweep the I-70 series. They swept the Royals in their two-game series at home, despite one of them being played in the first week of the season and the other one being played yesterday. And now the Cardinals have a chance to pull off a sweep at Kansas City as well, and they have a really good chance to do so for a couple different reasons. Talked about it yesterday with with the pitching lining up, with the offense possibly getting into it, but we're going to look at what offensive players, A, need to start getting going just because it's time, and also who actually might be getting going because of the matchups, right? So today's game, starting at 7-10 tonight, tomorrow's got moved up to a 12-10 start for those of you who missed it. So tomorrow will be a 12-10 first pitch on Wednesday between the Cardinals and the Royals, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, but a two-game set, Dakota Hudson getting the ball tonight for the St. Louis Cardinals against Brad Keller. Um, Adam Wainwright gets the ball for the Cardinals tomorrow. But offensively speaking, it's been kind of a hit-or-miss year so far for the St. Louis Cardinals. I talked about this yesterday, that the strength has absolutely <clears throat> excuse me, been the pitching for this team. 100%, no doubt about it, the pitching has been the backbone of this team. The pitching is, in large part... The reason the Cardinals stand at 13-9, and nine, a game and a half out of the first place Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, they, are, they have a four-game advantage on the Cubs. They have a four-game advantage on the Pirates. And they have a nine, excuse me, a, yeah, nine-game advantage on the Reds. Maybe 10, depending on how the, the half works out. They're not too sure. But nevertheless, the Reds are 3-19. and 19. That's all I know. So pitching is, is the reason the Cardinals find themselves in a playoff spot right now. No fans or buts about it. But offensively speaking, it is time for some players to simply... Get it going. Key hitters to watch for a couple different reasons. The three that I'm going to talk about, Paul DeYoung, Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson. These three, O'Neal as well, but these three I'm going to highlight today because it's time. All four of these hitters that I just mentioned, Bader, DeYoung, Carlson, O'Neal, they all need to get it going. It's really the outfield and Paul DeYoung that need to get it going. Goldschmidt a little bit, catching. We'll talk about that in the third segment, having a tough conversation on Kisner versus Yachty. But these three, it's time. And we're starting to see some good signs for all these hitters. DeYoung had a nice double on Sunday. Carlson had a nice, clean double um, yesterday. Yesterday or Sunday, I forget which day it was. Bader had the incredible moment on Sunday when he hit the big home run uh, against a righty, it was a fastball, but it was with two strikes. So it, it, they all have some positives to work from, and they, they have some room to grow, right? They have things to do, and they have things to really be impressed with 
going forward to this series. A couple of them do. Harrison Bader against Keller is just one of ten. Carlson's just one of four. DeYoung has some good numbers against Keller. DeYoung is three for eight against Brad Keller, the starter tonight for the Kansas City Royals. So we'll see if he's able to ride that hot hand. In terms of the, of the starting lineup for the St. Louis Cardinals tonight, because it has been released already, Tommy Edmond gets the leadoff spot at second base. Paul Goldschmidt starts at first. O'Neal again in left. Arenado at first. Albert will get the DH tonight against Brad Keller. We'll likely also see Pujols tomorrow with the lefty on the mound. Harrison Bader in center. Molina at catching. Paul Young hitting eighth at shortstop. And Dylan Carlson slides all the way down to number nine. Uh, so you see that these performance, the performances of these players is dropping them in the lineup. Two of the players that I'm talking about are hitting 8 and 9 today, respectively, and Paul DeYoung and Dylan Carlson. Harrison Bader hitting 6th, and then O'Neal still hitting 3rd. But my eyes are going to be on these players this week, especially this series. Because the Giants are an awfully good baseball team. Awfully good. The Cardinals have a four-game set with San Francisco this weekend. You want to be at your best when you're facing the best. Teams like Kansas City, yeah, you've got to you've got to beat them because they're not a playoff team. They're playing pretty poor baseball right now. So we need the Cardinals need to beat them just simply because the Royals are bad. Simple. The Giants need to be ready to play some of your best baseball, right? So the offensive players that I've talked about here, it's time to get it going. Use the positives that you've been able to accumulate over the last. Three, four, five days. Maybe not even that much, right? And see if you can't get a little momentum going in your season. Because, yeah, Monday was a rough day for the entire Cardinal offense. Let's just look at these players that I'm talking about right now. Harrison Bader went 0 for 4 with a punch out. Tyler O'Neill went 0 for 3 with a punch out. Uh, Paul DeYoung went 0 for 3 as well. Uh, struggled yesterday. The entire offense really does. The Cardinals were only able to muster four hits. The one run coming on a Paul Goldschmidt home run in the first. It's time to see if this offense can start clicking. We're in May, so you know Goldschmidt's going to start heating up. Nolan Arenado is coming off Player of the Month Award uh, honor, which he hadn't won, I think, since 2017, if I remember correctly, with the Colorado Rockies. So those two players are going to continue to hit. Tommy Eben has done a fine job at the top of the lineup spot this season. Done a fine job, really, wherever he's been hitting this year. Um, so those are kind of the three guys that you feel pretty good about. Going into this season, because in 72 at batch so far, Edmonds hitting 306. He's got three home runs. Two of those came in back-to-back days. Uh, days, excuse me, has drove it in 11. Got five stolen bases and OPS at 891. Average and OPS well above his career norms. In his last seven games, he's hitting 292 with an on-base of 414. Doesn't slug very much recently, just 333. Uh, but he swiped four bags in those seven games, four of his five on the season. So those three, you feel pretty good about. Now it's time to get either DeYoung going or start making a decision, although they're, they're starting to get impatient with him. You could, you could kind of sense comments made by John Mozeliak that needs to start producing. Ali Mama made comments about the bullpen and that the reason the players are getting sent down is because of performance, not because of options. Paul DeYoung's performance might cause him to go down. He's got good numbers against Keller, like I mentioned. Keller's an awfully good pitcher, so we'll see if DeYoung's able to keep those numbers up tonight. You've got Bader, who is just one of 10 against Keller that I mentioned. So he might not get... These are the names that I'm looking for. That, that, that's the bottom line. These players have to get going for this offense to be successful. A good offense is not just your top three players hitting. And you really have O'Neal that's not hitting as your third. So really it's your first, your second, and your fourth place hitter that are hitting right now for St. Louis. This offense has the capability to be a really deep lineup. 
Because if DeYoung's hitting, you have protection in the sixth spot. If Bader's hitting, you have an option at the top. You have some thump at the bottom. Speed all around. You have Carlson's hitting, same thing. You've got options at the top, options in the middle, maybe more so for Carlson, probably a little bit more power than Bader. You've still got the speed. When O'Neal is hitting, that is just a deep lineup. O'Neal had a great year last year. Maybe he's pressing a little bit. But the names that I'm looking for to get it going this week against Kansas City, Paul DeYoung, Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson. DeYoung, because of his numbers against Keller tonight. Carlson and Bader, because they mash lefties. And the Royals have a lefty going on the mound tomorrow for the 12-10 start. So we'll likely see both of them in the lineup tomorrow, barring any injury or anything of that nature, and Chris Bubik. And he's also 0-2 with a 10.5 year right through 12 innings pitched. It is past time that these offensive players start getting it going because we're in May now. We're over a month into this season, 13 and 9, so 21 games, 22 games, excuse me, into the season. And some of these players just simply aren't hitting yet. Simple. And they need to start hitting. So let me know what you think. Do you think any of these players get it going this weekend? Do you think no players get it going this weekend? Is there somebody you're watching this week, or I say weekend, is there somebody that you're watching this week that, that I didn't mention that you want me to watch? Yeah, obviously, I'm watching every player, but I'm going to be keen in on those at-bats to see if the Cardinals can actually find some success with those players. So we'll see what that brings. But the strength of this team, like I mentioned, has been the pitching. So we're going to talk about some pitching because the Cardinals have a really good, strong arm tonight and an arm that needs to get it going as well tomorrow, uh, but somebody that I don't tend to bet against. So talking about pitching coming up here in just a moment, but with spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth both personally and professionally. And as your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond the to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you can add your job to the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experiences so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs as the number one delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Basketball season is heating up as we are getting into playoffs as well as NHL playoffs. Baseball's in full swing. And for all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including all the sports I just mentioned and more, Bet Online is where you want to go because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. It's your continued source for all of your sport wagering information. All of it. Whether you want to do live betting, playoffs, eSports, and much, much more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Dakota Hudson gets the ball for the St. Louis Cardinals tonight as he looks to hopefully continue a stretch that has been pretty successful. For 
him and for the St. Louis Cardinals as well. And before I get going into that, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. They have recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. No other network does this, guys. Locked On Now, like genuinely. No other network does what we're doing here. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to Hudson. Coming in tonight, he's 2-1 with a 2.75 ERA. Somebody that has just been really good in his first full season since 2000, really since 2019, but 2020. Um, last season he pitched before he got Tommy John. Four starts, 19 and two-thirds of an innings pitched. Like I said, 2.75 ERA. Just 14 punch out, but his whip is at an astounding four. Excuse me, not four, that would be bad. 1.02. He's coming off a six shutout six inning of shutout baseball against the Arizona Dunbacks. Before that he was six and two thirds of scoreless baseball against the Cincinnati Reds. Two really good starts for Dakota Hudson. And he has some pretty good success against some individuals in this Royals lineup. Dozier's one for five. Nicky Lopez one for six. Whit Merrifield is three out of nine. But for Dakota Hudson it is simply keep improving, keep moving forward. Because the one knock on Dakota Hudson this year in my opinion, despite the success, despite him shutting up the haters, for lack of a better phrase, has been the walks. His last three starts, he walked two players in a three-inning outing against the Milwaukee Brewers. In the last two shutout performances, he still walked four batters and six and two-thirds against the Reds, and he still walked three batters against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The reason I'm not overly concerned with it is because he does have the ability to get a ground ball almost whenever he wants. However... Even with that skill set that Dakota Hudson has, even with that positive that Dakota Hudson has about getting a ground ball, being getting the ability to get a double play, get out of the inning, and to get multiple outs on one pitch. That's an ability that Dakota Hudson has, and it's a remarkable ability. As baseball fans know, as anybody who watches baseball knows, not all ground balls turn into outs. Sometimes a ground ball just goes one way or the other. There's an error behind you, or it just finds a hole. So sometimes... Ground ball pitchers get in trouble because ground balls just find holes some days, right? So Dakota Hudson has been able to minimize the hits. I mean, he gave up two hits in six and two-thirds against the Reds and one hit in six innings against Arizona. So he's minimizing hits, and it, a lot of that probably has to do with the shifts and analytics and positioning, all this stuff outside of the, the, the general skill set of Dakota Hudson. But all this to be said is that Dakota Hudson, that the next step for him in terms of being just utterly dominant and not just really good is being minimizing the walks. Minimizing the walks. Uh, his ERA, like I said, sits pretty solid. His whip is pretty solid, uh, but he does have those nine walks in that um, 19 or no, yeah, 19 and two-thirds of an innings pitched. Minimize the walks. That, 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 that is what I'm going to be looking for tonight. If he can get out of there with only walking two, hopefully walking none, but zero to two walks, Five to seven innings for Dakota Hudson, that's a win. That is an absolute win. Because you're likely, you're likely going to see, you could likely see Gio tonight. He's likely going to be available, even though he pitched yesterday. Even though he's really good when he's rested and not pitching back-to-back days. You're probably going to see Helsley. He's probably going to be, be available. You're, you're going to have a decently rested bullpen, all things considered. Especially with Matt's going the six innings that he went yesterday. Because those that pitched yesterday include Cody Whitley, Nick Whitgren, and Giovanni Gallegos. Whitgren pitched on back-to-back days. You're likely not going to see him. Whitley, you could see. Uh, Whitley only threw 17 pitches, so maybe, maybe not. But bottom line, five to, seven, or five to seven innings, yeah, for Dakota Hudson should be the goal tonight. He's got the stuff to do it. He really does. I've always been a big Dakota Hudson fan. 
The only time I wasn't a big Dakota Hudson fan is whenever I thought he should have stayed in the bullpen. But he has proven me wrong tenfold. <laughs> the fact that he should he should and belongs in the rotation. Now it's just a matter of, okay, you've done it through your first four turns through the rotation. You've done it through the first month. Build that consistency and go from here. Now, if he gets lit up tonight, that does not mean my confidence just automatically drops to zero. That does not mean, no. What it does mean is that it's a long season. These bad starts will happen. These bad starts have been happening, unfortunately, for the Cardinals starter tomorrow in Adam Wainwright. Uh, he's 2-3 and three with a 4 ERA so far and really has yet to just, outside of opening day against the Pittsburgh Pirates, he's yet to have just a really dominant, no problems start. He had a good start against Miami as well, don't get me wrong, um, when he went 5-2, and thirds, gave up an earned run. But his last two starts, he went five innings against the Reds, eight hits, four earned, he walked three, struck out three. And then against the Diamondbacks, he ended up turning it into a quality start somehow. He went six innings, gave up just three earned runs. I'm not a huge fan of the quality start stat, for those of you who don't know. But he struck out four and walked five. Adam Wainwright knows that he needs to be better. He knows that he needs to be able to pinpoint a little bit more. So for Wainwright, it is trying to, to just simply find it. And again, if Adam Wainwright for the rest of the season pitches to a four ERA, is that the end of the world? Well, no. But the, reason, the, the only way that Adam Wainwright is going to be able to pitch to a four ERA as a 40-year-old and this rotation will still be successful, is only if we see Dakota Hudson, Miles Michaelis, and Steven Matz continue to step up, and if we see Jack Flaherty come back and be the ace that he's able to do so. Because last year, if Adam Wainwright pitched to a 4 ERA as a 39-year-old, that would have been a huge problem for this team, because this team did not have a very solid rotation from start to finish last year. Wainwright was the ace of the staff when Flaherty went down. So if Wainwright is going to be able to be your... 3-4-5 guy in a rotation because of the age, because the ability is wavering, then that's fine. But you need to have other guys step up. So with the way the rotation is shaping out now and the success the rotation is, is seeing right now, it's not the end of the world that he's pitching to a 4 ERA. If he goes 6 innings, gives up 3 runs every time, that's 4.5 ERA, so that would be a little tall. But the point is, is that this rotation right now, as we sit here on May 3rd, 2022, within the last turn or two through the rotations, the Cardinals' rotation has been very good. But Wainwright, the competitive nature in him, and in general, just needs to be better, and he's, I think he's going to find it eventually. Again, I'm really looking forward to his next start, um, hopefully at home, because he tends to pitch better at home, but he is back on the road today against Kansas City, or excuse me, tomorrow. But in terms of numbers against Wainwright, some success, some not success. Uh, Brian Dozier's 3 of 8. Nikki Lopez, just 2 of 12. Whit Merrifield is 5 of 16, so that is some pretty good success. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn is 5 out of 9 with a home run against him. Salvi Perez, uh, 3 out of 14 um, with an RBI. Excuse me, 3 out of 8. Now, my handwriting was really bad on that note, so I apologize for that. Um, so some good, some not so good against, against uh, Wainwright. Well, again, find the edges. Trust the stuff, and trust your defense. Can't be walking five. That, that's one thing that no matter what the rotation's like, no matter what win I troll is, he cannot be walking five guys in a start. Plain and simple. So we'll see if Adam Wainwright is able to, to bounce back against really not that strong of an offense in Kansas City. At least they haven't shown to be that strong of an offense for the, or for the Kansas City Royals. So those are the pitching matchups. We've talked about the offense, uh, offensive numbers that we're looking for. Yadier Molina is getting the start tonight. He is all but guaranteed to get the start tomorrow with Adam Wainwright. And then I would imagine he gets an off day on Thursday with, um, you know, he'll be playing back-to-back -back days, 
day game after a night game today. I would imagine he gets an off day Thursday, especially traveling to San Francisco. I would imagine Andrew Kisner gets the start on Thursday. Andrew Kisner versus Yadier Molina is an interesting discussion. It's one that I... It's going to be tough to have just because I love Yadi so much. But we are going to compare and ask the question, should Kisner be getting a majority of the starts? Should he be getting more starts than he is getting? We'll talk about that um, in the final segment of today as we try to finish up today's show. But before we do, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to find all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts from their computer or their system, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, as well as on your smartphone on the go. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for each and every single customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore that easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. Right now. Why wait? right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Yadier Molina has been the full-time catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals since 2005. Broke into the league in 2004 when Mike Pettini was still here. Yadier Molina this season has played in 14 games. Andrew Kisner has played in 12. Started in 9. Yadier Molina is 10 for 48 with two runs scored, a double. He has a stolen base with Kisner does not have, so that's a plus for Yadi. Five punch outs. So that's, if you're not keeping track, the, the slash line for Yadi, 208 is the batting average. 208 is the on-base percentage as he has yet to draw a walk or get on via air. Slugging at 229 and OPS of 438 and an OPS OPS plus of 32. I don't want to get too critical. I don't want to get too negative because I love Yachty and he deserves the, the biggest of farewell tours any catcher in this generation can get. But those numbers aren't good. And I don't think that Yachty thinks that. I don't think anybody, like, those numbers just plain and simple are not good. Andrew Kisner in 12 games, 33 at-bats. He's 9 for 33. That's a 273 batting average. He's got two doubles, a home run. He was robbed of a home run yesterday, just for the record. He's driven in six. He's walked four times. He has struck out 10 times. Strikes out a little bit more than Yachty does. So 273 they average, 351 the on-base, 424 the slugging, 776 the OPS, an OPS plus of 134. The average for OPS plus is 100. Molina well below that at 32. Kisner significantly above that at 134. If you're taking a blind poll, just throwing these numbers up there, I don't think there's a person in the world in a blind poll that picks the idea of Molina's numbers. So it's time to start seriously considering the question, should Andrew Kisner be getting more playing time? And he already has been getting more playing time relative to his first couple years in the major leagues. And I'm not saying Molina, there definitely is an argument to say that Molina should only start with Adam Wainwright. 
just because of, uh, it's Yachty, it's Wainwright, they're on the same, all these, all this stuff. But you have to start Molina more than once a day, or once every five days to just keep him fresh, keep him sharp. But do you have to start him three out of five? Maybe start him two out of five in terms of terms of the rotation. Mats and Kisner seem to work really well together. And I'll say this too. The, uh, the reasoning that I've used and that a lot of people have used for keeping Molina A on the roster and B in the, ro- in the lineup is the ability to handle a pitching staff, right? Maybe Kisner doesn't have that yet. Maybe whoever, did, you know, I get it. However, there was a story yesterday about his start with Steven Matz yesterday about how he handled Steven Matz and was able to navigate through a tough first inning, visiting Matz in the first inning, settling him down after a couple long at-bats, not letting flares become a fire, in their words, Showed us some maturity and an ability to handle the pitching staff. At minimum, being able to handle Steven Matz. So I think Kisner has matured enough to, to earn more playing time. On a large number of other rosters, Kisner is your full-time catcher. Not everyone. I'm not saying that, you know. Because, again, it's not like those numbers are Hall of Fame or All-Star worthy. But still, 273 out of, out of a catcher. 424 slugging out of a catcher. 776 OPS. 134 OPS plus. That's not terrible. That, that's above average numbers for the most part. And sometimes these stats can be coincidental, and I recognize that. But I think it's still worth at least mentioning. When Andrew Kisner starts, including yesterday, the Cardinals are 7-2. and two. When Andrew Kisner does not start, the Cardinals are 6-7. and seven. 7 plus 6 is 13 for 13 wins. 2 plus 7 is 9 for 9 losses. Could it be nothing? Could it be something? My opinion, again, it's hard to take away the intangible aspect that Molina does bring. Molina does bring. And he deserves a grand farewell tour for all he's done for this team, for this franchise, for this city, for her other teammates. Totally understand that. But in terms of a baseball competitive nature, competitive aspect, Molina's still competitive. Competitive aspect, Andrew Kisner's numbers are just better. And he deserves more playing time, in my opinion. I love Yadier Molina. I always will. But objectively, the numbers point to Kisner. They just do. He has shown, he has proven that he is ready to hit at the major league level. Let me know what you think. I'm sure this will start a comment war somewhere. Let me know what you think. Andrew Kisner versus Yadier Molina. Do you think Kisner should get more playing time? Do you think it's fine the way it is? What do you think? Because the Cardinals also have Yvonne Herrera coming up in the minor leagues, top catching prospect as well, that could be competing with Kisner next year as well. So Kisner just hasn't seemed to get in a fair shake from the Cardinals uh, really ever. But um, we'll see what happens. Molina, like I said, getting the start tonight with, with Dakota Hudson on the bump. With Adam Wainwright on the bump tomorrow, you're almost guaranteed to see Molina start tomorrow, even though it is a, a day game after a night game. Um I would be shocked if Molina is not in the lineup uh, tomorrow. But we'll likely not see him on Thursday, uh, would be my guess, with Miles Michaelis going on the bump. So let me know your thoughts on Kisner versus Molina. This is a conversation we've really been having for two years, and I think it's finally time to come to fruition with the fact that it might be time to 
have Yachty take a really decreased role, even more than maybe what we expected because Kisner is ready. So thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen of the day. Be sure to make Locked on MLB your next listen uh, with our pal Sully as he brings you his unique perspective on the majors, both past and present. Uh, tomorrow I'll be talking about today's game as well as other themes for the Cardinals. TBD on if it'll be before the game or after the game. Some scheduling issues on my part, or scheduling, not issues, just scheduling uh, things to figure it out on my part. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals for all your updates and email the show anytime. LockedOnCards at gmail.com. We're really close to 1,000 subscribers. We're over 950 on YouTube. So please, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, be notified when my shows go live with uh, clicking the bell as well. So until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.